This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL. You Better You Bet with Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken. They'll be back tomorrow. They'll be with you guys all weekend. We'd like to welcome our good friends from Stadium. All you got to do to watch the show right now, see PJ in this beautiful shirt he's wearing, watchstadium.com, watchstadium.com backslash live. I do like that shirt, PJ. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you know, it's, it. Let me ask you a quick question. It's my Packer green for you. I hate the winter, and I grew up in the Midwest in Chicago. And growing up, I always kind of liked the winter, to be honest. I thought people that... Didn't like the snow, couldn't drive in the snow. I thought that they were weak. Yeah. As I get older, and you're much younger than me, I hate the winter. Yeah. You know, it's expensive, especially if you have a flat tire, if your car breaks down. Also, my skin is just crap right now. Yep. Are you a winter guy? You you like the winter? No. You like the cold weather? No. I like the summer. Are you going to retire somewhere well, warm? I'm also... Henderson, maybe I Nevada? Bo- I was born in the summer, so I, I like the summer. Although, you know, I get sunburnt a lot. You know, my skin complexion, just, it's not good. So, I just, I enjoy warm weather. I would rather be warm than cold. That's just me personally. Some people are the other way. I do like the fall, however, is well, just because of football. You know, football's back and what that means. Early spring's great, too. The winter, for me, by far, is... I mean, that's at the bottom of you the You get excited for Vegas? Absolutely. Super Bowl week? Oh, my God. Can't wait. This is going to be your March. first time, right? Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Then we get March Madness. We get the Masters. So excited. Vegas the Masters and, commercials. They're starting to hit. Yeah. They're starting to hit. Yeah, I'm have, getting excited. Have you bet anybody yet? No, not yet. You? No, nobody. You got anything this weekend for me? <sighs> oh, well, you know we're on JT Postman. Love Postman. This week. Sung JM, too. Yeah, everybody likes Sunjay though. Yeah. Well, All right. Let's like uh it. let's wrap up. Anything else that you like? We're doing uh Ravens Texans talking yeah. Baltimore Houston here. So, uh we've seen some line movement where Baltimore actually opened up 8 and a half. We're out to 9 and a half right now. The unders taking some money. Total yesterday when we did this show was at 44, we're down to 43 and a half. Money line price for the Ravens minus 450. Houston plus 340. You know, I kind of like Baltimore. The more I think about this, I like the angle in the first half at six and a half, just because CJ Stroud was excellent in his first start as a rookie in the playoffs. But now he's got to go on the road. We're going to have some weather. We're going to have some wind. Uh, And he's going against the Ravens defense, which has been historic this season. So I do like that angle. I like the full game under. I have no props here. Talk me into something. So, yeah, we're talking about Odell. I like his over-receiving yards. I like Nico Collins' under-receiving yards as well at 79.5. He's obviously C.J. Stroud's number one option. Doesn't look like Marlon Humphrey is going to play in this game. He didn't practice again, so he's trending towards being out. Ryan, honestly, I think that's probably for the best. I trust Brandon Stevens, as crazy as that is, more than Marlon Humphrey on a number one receiver. So, I think that's better for Baltimore. 
Uh, Stevens has been awesome this season. He's been one of the most underrated corners in football. So I think him on Collins is going to be a good matchup. Plus, Mike McDonald just takes away big plays, right? He makes you work the ball down the field. I think if you're targeting somebody on Houston, Dalton Schultz would be the play for me. He's gone up from 35.5 to 37.5. So I, I kind of like that. Um, you know what's crazy in this game is C.J. Stroud is minus 175 to throw an interception. He's only thrown five all year. Plus 130 not to throw one. So, look, it's it's telling you he's probably going to throw one, but CJ does a pretty good job of taking the football. So maybe you look at a yeah. plus 130 there, especially if you like the Texans to pull off a shocker and win the game. Lamar's plus 110 to throw an interception. I don't hate that. I certainly think we could see one. Um, And then we talked about this yesterday. Justin Tucker over one and a half field goals. It's up to minus 140 now. So it's climbing. The, the fact that this game is telling me that it's going to go under. The fact that the total keeps dropping, the money's coming on the over, and it is continuing to go towards the under, that means that I think the Texans are going to keep the Ravens to field goals. The Ravens are going to have a tough time scoring in the red zone in this game. So I think Tucker hits a couple field goals. Hits two or three. So even though it's it's minus 140, got to lay some juice, I think that's a good play. Yeah. Over one and a half. Yeah. You talked about the injury report a little bit. So Marlon Humphrey didn't practice. He's got a calf injury, so that's uh, really concerning. You're obviously going to want him. And then uh, Zay Flowers also limited as well. He's got a calf issue. And that's we talked about him just in that last segment. And he had nine catches. He had 78 receiving yards week one. Uh, against the Texans and that 25-9 win. So that's something to monitor. I would expect he's going to be out he there. He did say that he'll play. Yeah, and he then Mark say. Andrews, he's recovering from that ankle injury. So he didn't practice on Tuesday. So what are you doing with Mark Andrews? Are you just going to stick if you're going to do anything, if you're doing DFS lineups or if you're going to do anything with props with the tight ends? Would it be Isaiah Likely or now does that scare you a little bit? It would be likely more okay. so than Andrews. I think if Andrews does play, he's going to be on a pitch count. You know, I don't think they... They trot him back out there, and he's playing his normal snaps that he would. And likely he's been awesome. He scored a touchdown for the Ravens in their last four games. Yeah. So I know Andrew's one of the best tight ends in football. He's Lamar's favorite target, but there hasn't been much of a drop-off when likely he's been out there. He has more speed than Andrew does, um, and you know he's just as good as a receiver. So I, I'm a big Isaiah Likely fan. I think he's been awesome. So yeah. if, if you're targeting the two, I, I would stick with Likely. I wouldn't be worried that, you know, Andrews is practicing and he might play in this game. I think Likely will be fine. Definitely check out Nick and Ken tomorrow and then all throughout the weekend because uh, the Ravens right now, even off the bye, eight players on the injury report. I expect most of those, most of those guys to go. But Houston, uh, kind of concerning. So Noah Brown, he's got 33 receptions, 567 yards, two touchdowns in the regular season, shoulder injury in that win over the Browns. On uh, AFC wildcard game on Saturday. So he's on the IR. He's done. Right. Um, also looking at it right now. So Robert Woods, he's got the hip injury. He's not practicing. He, he got in a limited. He came back last week. John Mechie actually had a couple receptions in the wild card game. Uh, he was limited. But the Texans right now, 13 players on their injury report. And that includes Will Anderson Jr. But he played 31 snaps, pass rushing snaps. So I expect him to be out there. Agreed. And then Sheldon Rankins, who was third on the team with six sacks, didn't practice. He's got a rib and an ankle injury. But... I would assume he's probably going to be out there with uh, with a little help from a little uh, Tordell sandwich, probably. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Another stat worth mentioning, another trend. Lamar Jackson in the last three years, Ryan, as a favorite of seven and a half or more is one and eight against the spread. So he doesn't cover numbers like this. If, if it's over seven and a half, he doesn't cover. He does win. But he doesn't cover. So that's important, obviously, for the nine and a half. But also for people out there that want to use the Ravens in a teaser, teasing them down to three and a half. 
that would kind of make me nervous too. Like maybe the Ravens only win this game by three. I mean, you know, maybe the Texans pull off a shocker and win the game, but for whatever reason, you know, it's crazy too because the Ravens, it feels like under Lamar, blow out so many teams, win so many games by double digits, but those games are usually when they're only like three or four point favorites. It's these games when they're expected to blow teams out that they actually struggle to do so. So yeah, over seven and a half has not been kind to Baltimore the last uh, three years. So that that could be another interesting way of attacking this game. Uh, moving over to uh, Tampa Bay, Detroit. So Khalif Raymond did not practice today. He might be out in this game. Uh, but pretty clean injury report. I mean, Baker Mayfield's all banged up for Tampa Bay. But they're sitting there right now, six and a half dogs, six and a half point dogs on the road in Detroit. Total in the game, 48 and a half. Lions at home, minus 275 favorites on the money line in Tampa Bay. Uh, better than two to one odds, plus two twenty right now. I like Tampa in this game. You don't think we get Same. to seven? I don't. I don't. Man, if we do, I'm doubling down. Would be my favorite bet of the week. I'm going back. I really love one play in every game this week. I love San Francisco. I love the under in the Ravens game. I love the Bucks, and then we'll get into Kansas City and Buffalo in a bit. But I yeah. love a play in that game. If the Bucks get to plus seven, that will be my favorite play. There's just too much Lions overreaction. Like this game should be four and a half, right? The Lions are fun on offense. There's no question. They had a great win against the Rams. They're at home, but we're just all feeding into that. And you got to remember, this is a team that is not used to these kind of expectations. Like yeah. heading into that game against the Rams, yes, they were favored, but there was so much pressure on them. And it felt like it, a lot of people liked the Rams to win that game. Heading into this game, Ryan, how many people have you heard that like the Bucs to win this game? To Not, win outright? Nobody. N- nobody, right? So that's what I'm saying. Everybody's expecting the Lions to win this game. All the pressure is on them. I mean, it's human nature that you're going to have a little bit of an emotional letdown after finally exercising the demons, winning that playoff game for the city of Detroit. I don't know, man. This is another great matchup for Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. The thing about yeah. betting the Bucks is it's all about the matchups for Baker. Like, that's what it's all about. When he goes up against a defense that could give him trouble, that's when you look to fade Tampa. But when he goes up against a defense that he can have success against, that's when you love Tampa. That's why he was so great against the Eagles last week, because they don't have a secondary. Baker was hitting receivers that you and I would have hit. They were so wide open. The Lions' secondary is better, but it's not that much better. Again, the Eagles ranked 32nd this year to opposing fantasy wide receivers dead last in the nfl detroit was 30th you can throw on detroit look at what puka did against the uh against the lions stafford had a great day i think the bucks are going to be able to score i think tampa bay team total over is another great play in this game as well we talked about that san francisco team total over give me tampa team total over 21 and a half plus 105 i think that's another great look but uh ryan if this gets to plus seven tampa is the play of the week Absolutely. Yeah, I like Tampa. I mean, I like them to keep it close here. I think Detroit ultimately wins the game. I'm not laying six and a half, though. Like you said, I mean, four and a half, I think, would probably be fair. I mean, the, all these numbers, I mean, the market makes sense, right, for all of these. But this is the one that I had circled right away. And, I mean, I like this Detroit team. It's hard to root against them, but you said it. I mean, it's the pass defense that's a little bit concerning. I don't think Tampa's going to be able to run the ball. I don't even no. think they're going to attempt to run the ball here. I agree. I like Rashad and, White under rushing yards. Yeah, yep, to your point. And then it comes down to just can you protect Baker Mayfield, give him enough time in the pocket, because he's going to have some advantages in this game, or they're going to have some advantages, especially on the outside. Like, if you look at the pass defense, you look at Cam Sutton, you look at his pro football focus grade, which I know isn't for everybody, but his coverage grade is 55.6, and he's five foot eleven. So Mike Evans on the outside is going to have the height advantage, and 
you're also just like, I just, I, I think that you're going to be able to open some things up down the field, man. I don't know what they're going to be able to do unless they bracket coverage Evans, but then I don't know. I don't know who else you would look at, you know, Chris Godwin, who else's props you would look at, but, uh, I do think that he's going to have some uh, some success in this game. And then I kind of like the over because I also think that Jared Goff is going to be able to do some stuff. He's averaging 7.5 yards per attempt against the Blitz. We know what Todd Bowles and the Bucks are going to do. They're going to Blitz Goff. So I kind of like his passing yards over, and I think that this game might be uh, one of the higher-scoring games of the weekend. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I think this is another good game for props. You know, I, I mentioned the Rashad White under rushing yards, rushing attempts. Like, I really like that. Rashad White under 15.5 rushing attempts plus 100. Yes, please. Rashad White under 55.5 rushing yards. Absolutely. My favorite prop in this game, though, is Baker Mayfield pass attempts. Absolutely. What I loved about the Bucks game plan against Philadelphia was they didn't try and come out and they didn't want, they didn't try and play complimentary football. They didn't mess around and say, you know what? We need to establish the run game against Philly. They said, no, no, we're attacking this secondary that's awful. And that's what they did all game long. And that's what they're going to do against Detroit. They're going to realize that we're not going to have success running against the Lions. Let's just drop back and throw the ball. And that's what they're going to do. Love Baker over 35 and a half pass attempts. Love the pass attempts too. Goff's yards have actually went up yesterday. So they're 275 and a half. I still like that minus 115 to the over. And I kind of like Baker yards with the attempts 253 and a half. Like I said, I think that Mike Evans is going to have a day. That's why his receptions four and a half Agreed. price minus 145. Didn't do a whole lot. Had that drop as well. Usually that's the bounce back Mike Evans game. Then, yes. Right. Yes. And then Chris Godwin. His receptions, five and a half, plus money to the over, plus 115. I'm going to stay away from that. So Evans over four and a half receptions. Don't love the minus 145 price. So if that's something you don't want to lay, uh, I do like the yards too. 69 and a half, minus 115 to the over. Uh, shop around, of course, for best prices because I'm seeing some weird stuff out there. But I do like over 69 and a half yards. Nice for Mike Evans in this game. Agreed. I can't believe that we're talking about a divisional round game. Now the Lions made sense. Winner especially this game what they did the, the second half of the season game. last year, man, but I couldn't yeah. fully buy into Dan Campbell, but Tampa Bay being here, like coming into the season I made the case for their win total to go over. They kind of reminded me a little bit of Seattle from you last year. It. And I, you know? as soon as you said it, I'm like that is a great that is a great call. Cuz you had Mike were. Evans and Godwin, but you remember both of those guys were like neither of them wanted to be there. Right. And then they started to buy into Baker. Now they're hanging out at dive bars during the weekdays out in Florida together. But I mean, like they had a decent enough defense. You have Vita Vea, you have playmakers, as long as everybody wasn't going to ask out. And then you had, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I like Kate Otten enough. Uh, and you were in a weak division, but I did not see them being in the divisional round of the playoffs, no. especially with that coaching staff with Todd Bowles. But here they are six and a half point dogs, totals 48 and a half. Yep. What if we get a Tampa Bay Green Bay? <laughs> NFC Championship game. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. That one of those teams are going to the Super Bowl. Like Green Bowl. Bay was three and six. Yeah. Tampa Bay just moved on from the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Well, if we get that rematch again, I'm coming right back with all the Baker props because he's going up against Joel Barry. That he's what he had a perfect passer rating in Lambeau. Yeah, when they perfect passer out. rating. Yeah. So uh, I, I would like I would like Baker again in that game. It, it's it's insane that the Bucks are in this spot. They're one game from the NFC title game. It's it's nuts. It's a credit to, like you said, Baker and their receivers buying in, a bunch of guys on defense buying in as well. Um, it's been a great season for Tampa. I do like them in this game. I think they can keep it close. Some t uh, props that I would target on Detroit. I actually like Josh Reynolds under 40 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. He was going up against his former team in the Rams. He had a nice game on Sunday night. 
I think everybody watching, you know, when they're looking, who should I bet outside of Amon Ra? Should I take Jamison Williams? Should I take Laporta, Jameer Gibbs? And they're going to remember that Josh Reynolds had a great game, and I think they're going to go with that. I, I I wouldn't take I wouldn't take Reynolds. I wouldn't take him at 40 and a half. I think it's it's too much inflation over what he did off of one game. So I think you just ride the number ones, Amon Ra and Evans. I think both of those guys are going to have great games. Continue to preview the divisional round of the playoffs. Divisional weekend. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken. It's You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. Watch Stadium. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in today for Nick and Ken. You Better You Bet. They'll be back tomorrow. They'll be with you guys all throughout the weekend as well. Coming up, 5 p.m. hour in about 40 minutes, we'll be joined by Kenny Ducey. We're going to talk from Kenny from the Action Network, talk a little tennis, of course. Uh, and I'm excited about that for the Australian Open. I uh, got about two hours of sleep. I was betting some Australian. Did open. you? Yeah, I had a nice little night college hoops, so I uh, I stuck around and probably got about like I said two hours of sleep. Any we'll good also... matches last night? Mm, nothing too great. No, okay, nothing too great. Good Mark Drumheller also going to join us as well. Uh, he'll join us from Fantasy Life, and then coming up around five forty, we will be joined by Isaac uh, Isaac Trotter as well from Twenty Four Seven Sports. We'll talk some college hoops. Decent card tonight. Nice night last night. Uh, all right, so let's get back into the divisional round, the divisional matchups that we got coming up this weekend. And uh, anything else that you wanted to add with this Bucks game? I like Tampa Bay, but that's really Same. all I got, and I got the Mike Evans props, and that's that's it here. Yeah, no, I uh, I love Tampa. This gets the plus seven, best bet of the week. Yeah, I agree with you right there. All right, Chiefs, plus three right now over at BetMGM, but the true number is really two and a half. The three for the Chiefs is minus 120. Total in the game. 45 and a half, uh, Buffalo minus 145 at home on the money line. Chiefs outside of Arrowhead, plus 120. I feel like anytime you're getting Patrick Mahomes as a three-point dog, even on the road, even if you're laying minus 120 juice, that's an auto play for me. I mean, that's the handicap. It's really that simple. Like, there's not there's not that much more to it. I mean, both of these teams, right, the line is telling you that these teams are, are kind of even. Yeah. I mean, you know, two and a half, three, that's what you pretty much give for home field. If this was a neutral, pretty much be a pick em. I, I mean, this game is at Buffalo, Mahomes' first career road playoff start. I don't think that's going to phase him much. If anything, I, I think he's looking forward to the opportunity. I think he's excited about finally playing on the road in a playoff game. So, you know, these two teams played earlier this year. The difference between this game being in Buffalo and Kansas City is that Kadarius Tony offside, right? So I think the Chiefs want a little bit of revenge from that. I still feel like that Buffalo is good as they have looked these last, you know, six, seven games or so. It is a little concerning to me, Ryan, that as hot of a start as they got off to in that Steelers game when they were up 21 nothing. They couldn't put the Steelers away. They didn't have any turnovers, and that was a seven-point game with 11 minutes to go. Mason Rudolph threw an interception in the red zone. You had George Pickens gift them a fumble that led to a score. Josh Allen didn't throw any picks, nothing. And that was a seven-point game. So 
you know, Buffalo played a clean game. I know they did have that field goal that was blocked that kind of got the Steelers going, but man, you're going to need to play well if you want to beat the Chiefs. And Josh Allen didn't have any turnovers last week. I don't think that's happening again this week. So I think that's a huge advantage for Kansas City. And Mahomes has a championship caliber defense. You know, we talk so much about the offense and Rasheed Rice has turned into a star for them, right? Kelsey always has big games against the Bills. You talked about an autoplay on Mahomes at plus three, and I completely agree with you. There are two teams, whenever Travis Kelsey plays against them, you just automatically take his props. That's the Chargers and that's the Bills whenever he goes up against them. So 61 and a half for Kelsey. Um, I love his longest reception over 19 and a half yards. Yeah, that's one of my favorite plays in this game. Um, And I also love both quarterbacks. I would look at them rushing as well. You know, we talk about quarterback rushing props in the postseason. Mahomes is now up to twenty nine and a half. Oh, is it twenty seven and a half earlier today? I mean, I still like it. Yeah. I think he's going to run a bunch in this game. I like Josh Allen's longest rush over twelve and a half yards. That's something that I would look at as well in this game. But I think you said it, and there's not really much more to the handicap. You're getting Mahomes at plus three. You give him that chip on the shoulder. He's so profitable as an underdog. These games are always close. When they played, you know, earlier this year, it was yeah. it was a 24-21 game. It's 20 to 17. It's gonna be the same kind of game. So I like the Chiefs as well. I think they win the game. Yeah, I like the Chiefs at three. Uh, kind of cheering for Buffalo here. I would love the exact result of Buffalo-San Francisco in the Super Bowl, but I feel like everybody likes that result. Everybody's probably going to be on the Bills here at home, and it's just tough to bet against Mahomes. I know that the Chiefs right now, wide receivers lead the league in drops, but you know Rice was pretty good his first playoff game. Travis Kelsey, like you said, especially against zone defense, he's going to be open in the middle of the field. He's just going to find ways to get open, and they might be able to run the ball here a little bit against Buffalo as well. Uh, I like Isaiah Pacheco a little bit, 62 and a half, but I did play Mahomes. It opened at 24 and a half rushing yards. We're out to 29 and a half. It's actually minus 120 to the under. I still like it though. I mean, in these games, these playoff games, Mahomes is going to use his legs. He had 48 yards on only two scrambles against the Dolphins. I know that Dolphins defense is all beat up, but you look at the Bills pass defense, the way that they're playing, you know, probably their best football all season long. The Rasul Douglas pickup was huge after huge. losing Trey White. Yep. So if they play some tough, you know, press man coverage, you know, they match up pretty well on the outside against Rice. Uh, so the Kelsey look is probably good, but I love the Mahomes look because I think he's going to have to use his legs in this. And the Bills defense has given up the 11th most rushing yards to quarterback this season. They're pretty beat up in the linebacker room at the linebacker position. Matt Milano, they lost him early on, but he's out for the year. So I still like Mahomes even 29 and a half rushing yards, but I liked it a lot more at 24 and a half. And I like the longest rush for Josh Allen. Uh, you saw what he did against the Steelers. But I like the uh, full game as well. 45 and a half. That's minus 120 to the under as well. Uh, yeah. Opened at 40 and a half. So that's went up a little bit too. But you look at the last three games, the rushing attempts have been there 12, 15, and 8. And he's had 67 yards at least his last two games. Uh, 34 in the first matchup against the Chiefs. But that was on 10 attempts. So I like him. Uh, to go over 40, 45 and a half. 45 and a half is fine. I liked it a little bit better at 40 and a half, though. I also think Obviously. that this is the best teaser leg of the week, Chiefs plus nine. And I think this is the best live betting opportunity game of the week. Mahomes as well. goes down? Well, 
No, I just think that if Buffalo gets up early, the yeah. Kansas City is going to come back. You know, yeah. I mean, we know the Bills have had the Chiefs number in the regular season, but it's been a different story in the postseason. Josh Allen's only been to one AFC title game. He's never been to the Super Bowl. Like, this is the team that you got to get through. You got to get through the Chiefs. And uh, I just think it's going to be a one-score game. So, you know, if Buffalo goes up 7 nothing, this line's going to go to 6.5. If it goes to ten nothing, then we're gonna get over a seven. And anything over a seven, I just I absolutely love Kansas City in the game. So, you know, I like the plus three. I think you take the Chiefs off the bat because you're getting a key number. And if they go up seven nothing, it's gonna be a pick 'em right away. But I, I would not be afraid to double down in this game. Like if there's one game this weekend outside of San Francisco and Green Bay that I'm most confident in. Or uh, if there's one game this weekend that I'm most confident in there not being a blowout, I think it's going to be Chiefs-Bills. I think this is close regardless, either way. Right? Like, you could see the Ravens blowing out the Texans. Yeah. You could see the Niners doing the same thing. You could see a world where the Lions beat the Bucks by two scores. But the Bills-Chiefs, I mean, I just I think this game's coming right down to the wire. I think do it's you coming think, right down. Do you think we get Bills-Chiefs? Like, do we think, do you think we get the epic uh, high scoring classic that we got? Because I'm looking at highest scoring games, uh, the NFL divisional round playoff props that are up at BetMGM on the specials. Packers 49ers make sense at the price plus 190 to be the highest scoring game in the divisional round because we're totals, the totals in the 50s right now. Uh, Tampa and Detroit plus 225. Kansas City Buffalo plus 325. And then you have Houston and Baltimore plus 375. You think that's worth a shot plus 325 to be the highest scoring game this weekend? I do. I do. I actually like that quite a bit. You know, it's tough. I actually, I like the over in the Lions game. I would lean the over in the Packers game. So it's tough because Green Bay's 15 and a half, Lions 48, and Chiefs Bills is 45 and a half. But I just think the the opportunity in like the Chiefs Bills game and like what could happen, you know, we saw them in that 13 second game where the Chiefs tied it up at the end. Yeah. Like that was 43 to 37. If we have another one of those games, like it wouldn't shock anybody. I just, man, the way the both defenses are playing right now though, yeah. I don't know, even as good as the quarterbacks are, I don't know if we get that kind of game. It it does. It does feel like it's either going to be the Lions game or the 49ers. I think I would take a shot on the line line and Lions Bucks game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there too. I Plus mean, I like I like this price. I I do. I mean, like you said, divisional round that game, forty two thirty six. Man, I hope we get a recap of that one, or I I hope we get a replay of that one because Josh Allen in that game, eleven carries, sixty eight yards. Mahomes seven carries, sixty nine yards. So they'd both go over the rushing yards, yep. obviously. But man, like forty two thirty six. Whoever had ball last was going to win that game. Right. That was an overtime game. That was the and game they changed that, the rule now. That was the game. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, I uh, I mean, I could certainly see it. I just think, man, the way that the defense is, and obviously it's in Buffalo, right? It's going to yeah. be cold. There's going to be a little bit of wind, all that. I mean, Kansas City's used to that. They just played in one of the coldest games in NFL history. But I just, I think the, the value is more so on the Bucks lions game because the 49ers, I think, are going to score over 30. Um, I feel pretty good about that. Is Green Bay going to get us into the 20s? That's the thing. They I, could, they especially in garbage could. time. That's right. But I feel good about both the Lions and the Bucks getting into the 20s, and I could see both teams getting into the 30s as well. So yeah. that's for me, I just think Bucks Lions is the safest play. I know Chiefs Bills has the most upside and the better odds. But man, if you like the Bucks, if people out there like the Bucks like you and I do, they're gonna have to score in that game. I mean, you know the Lions are gonna score. So if you if you like the Bucks to keep it close, I think they gotta get at least 24 points. 
would be my guess. The market I like a little bit more than that. That would be my pick. Or that I, I would take a shot there with KC Buffalo plus 325 highest scoring game of the weekend. But I like most passing yards in the divisional round a little bit better. Goff's plus 425 at home against that Tampa pass defense. Purdy's plus 425. I just worry about the blowout factor. And then it gets interesting because you have Mahomes plus 475 against Buffalo. Right. CJ Stroud is a nine and a half point dog, but he's making his first road start against that Baltimore defense. So five to one makes sense. And I don't want that price. What do you think, though, about the two biggest dogs outside of CJ Stroud this weekend? Jordan Love against that Niners pass defense is six to one. Baker Mayfield plus seven hundred. Same here, seven to one. Most passing yards. Baker like, Mayfield like that. A right, lot. they're they're six and a half point dogs, and they're going against Detroit secondary. I yep. love that man. This love. could be another three hundred and fifty, three hundred and forty five. You know, passing yard game for Baker Mayfield, especially if they're trailing because they're not going to be able to run the ball. Agreed. Tampa Bay's defense, I think, is better than the Rams are. I think golf will struggle more in that game. I don't think he's going to throw for as many yards. I don't think he's going to have the first half that he did against the Rams, and he struggled in the second half. Purdy, like you said, the blowout factor. I think it could be a big McCaffrey game, but you could see why he's the favorite. Mahomes, you know, I mean, you could certainly see him going off, but with those Chiefs receivers this year, I mean, he just has not had those 350, 400-yard passing game. Stroud making his first career road playoff start against the Ravens defense. Don't like that. Love, you know, garbage time. The Packers are trailing. Maybe he hit some explosive plays okay. Um, Lamar at 14-1. to 1, There's a reason he's the biggest long shot because the Ravens are probably going to lean on that run game. Josh Allen at 12-1 to 1 is kind of interesting too. Like, yeah. I'm surprised that his odds are that good. But as soon as you started talking about this market, I, I wanted to know where Baker was. That was the first name that popped into my head. I like that a lot at plus 700. Yeah, I'm going to play that really small. Baker Mayfield, most passing yards, divisional round. Plus 700. I like it. I uh, like it. Like Chiefs Bills, a little bit highest scoring game, plus 325. Probably going to be a popular pick because of what we saw, you know, in that 42-36 playoff game a couple of years ago in overtime. Right. And then uh, highest scoring team, damn it, Niners 2-1, to one, plus 200. Ravens plus 350, don't like that. Lions 4-1, to one, Bills 7-1, to one, Chiefs 11-1, to one, Tampa 14-1. to one. I mean, the price stinks, but I could see San Francisco. Yeah, no, I, that that's the market right? where I would take the favorite, yeah. I also like lowest scoring game. I love Ravens Texans. Love, love, love. Because it's not going to be Packers Niners. I feel confident in that. Chiefs Bills. You know, maybe watch it be ten three. Yeah, watch it be ten three. Watch it be ten three. Right? <laughs> I mean, especially this year, like it wouldn't really surprise me because Kansas City's defense is the reason why they're around. Right. You know, in Spags. And then with Buffalo, their defense has been much better. If Kansas City's not able to run the ball, if if it's cold weather. Yep and the receivers have the drops again for Kansas City. I don't really feel really great about anybody right now for Buffalo as far as, well, I don't know. Dalton Kincaid was pretty damn good in his first playoff game, and it is always Stephon Diggs against the Chiefs. But, yeah, I, I don't I don't hate that look at all. I, I completely agree, and it's, what, 2-1? to one? Texas two to Ravens one. plus 200, lowest scoring game? Th- to me, of all these, that's that's my favorite, is Ravens-Texans. Uh, I, mm. That's the only under I played, so it works out. Yeah, exa- and, man, that 49ers highest scoring team. This is a good, these are some good markets, I got to tell you. Like, plus 200, Niners, love that. The Baker Mayfield, plus 700, it's a great sprinkle. Lowest scoring team, I think, is an interesting one. I mean, I, if, I'm going, Texans, if I'm going, if I'm going to lay minus 145 on under 18 and a half points for the Texans, and they've averaged 19 points per game on the road, they're 4-4 four and four on the road, now they're going against the Ravens and that historic defense, that'd be the play. And it's probably a better play than under 18 and a half points. 
I don't You're I don't right. see Green Bay being held under 17 points, under 18 points in that game, just because of San Francisco's secondary. I think they'll be able to hit some explosive plays, even if it comes later on in the game. Tampa, I think we're going to get some points. I, I mean, I know they scored, what, six points, though, in that first matchup? Yeah, against Detroit. Against Detroit, but Detroit's yeah. defense was great at the start of the year, and then they played the Ravens, and it was just never the same after that. Yeah, they've Their had some injuries. Really they did get C.J. Gardner-Johnson back, so, I mean, the secondary a little bit better. But, yeah, I wouldn't hate that look. Uh, and then you have two teams you're probably not going to bet to be the lowest scoring team. You yeah. have Buffalo at nine to one, Detroit sixteen to one. Man, can you parlay these? Like, I legitimately would do a four leg parlay with Texans Ravens lowest scoring game. I would do the Niners to be the highest scoring team. I would do the Texans to be the lowest scoring team, and most passing yards. Ooh, Baker seven to one. Can we parlay this? No, we, we cannot. No, no, I don't recommend it. Unfortunately, we can't. Take a quick break. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in for Nick and Ken. It's You Better, You Bet. We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. <laughs> On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. On the BetQL Network, Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser filling in today for Nick and Ken. They'll be back. It's You Better You Bet. Check us out. Watchstadium.com for the next hour and 20 minutes or so. Ryan Horvath and PJ Glasser. You can also watch the show live 24-7 on the BetQL Network as well as the free Odyssey app. Check us out on Twitch, YouTube, BetQLNetwork.com. I talked myself into uh, Baker Mayfield, most passing yards in the divisional round, plus 700, 7-1 over at BetMGM. And that's where I place that wager. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you actually earn BetMGM reward points, so it works out. Those could be redeemed for things like free bets, risk-free tokens, and converted to MGM reward points that could be used towards dining, shows, hotel rooms, at over 20 MGM resorts. Download the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com. Can't wait to use these uh, reward points towards some dining and some shows when we're out there for uh, Super Bowl week. It's we're going to take fun. you. We're going to get some. Get a nice steak dinner. Oh, maybe wait. see a show. Yeah. And then we'll play some... Uh, what do, you, what, what do you want to play? You want to play some craps, some roulette? It's your first time. What do you want to waste your money on? All the above. I've been to Vegas before. Yeah. I've been to Vegas. Um, oh, you have been to Vegas. I have been to Vegas. I thought yeah. you haven't been to Vegas. No, I've been to Vegas. Were you before. legal age? Of legal age? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a couple times. I was out there for the winter meetings. Uh, Why did I think this was your first time? Luke hasn't been to Vegas. Luke hasn't been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been. Uh, you know what we could do? Do the Golden Knights play while we're out there? Have you ever I think seen they a do. Golden Knights game? We'll have live out there. We will have. We got to go watch there. some golf. Go watch some golf. Oh my guy, Cam Smith. I miss him. I miss betting on Cam Smith. Won me so much. It's almost. Money. It's almost time. Almost. We might have to go out there on that Friday. Yeah, we might have to bet some live. You know who you probably won't see on a golf course? Doom, doom, Jim Harbaugh. Because he's not going to take the year off. I also don't think you'll see him on the sidelines over at Michigan either. You like that, Luke? (laughs) That was Uh, good. So what is Atlanta doing right now, though? Because they interview Bill Belichick, right? And now we also find out that they've also interviewed Jim Harbaugh, which makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, Do you you think either of those guys, now two great coaches, don't get me wrong. I really want to see Jim Harbaugh go to Los Angeles with Justin Herbert 
and lead them to the promised land, which just may be a playoff win, to be honest. Like, I bought the Chargers futures last year. I kind of bought in again this year, despite Brandon Staley being a complete doofus because of Justin Herbert. But I would like that's that's I think the perfect fit for Harbaugh. Belichick, I'm not I'm not so sure where the perfect fit is anymore. But what do you think about what Atlanta's trying to do? Because I would love to see Atlanta with a Ben Johnson or with a creative offensive mind. I know it didn't really work with Arthur Smith. I know they're probably a quarterback away, but you have Bijan, you have Drake London, you have Kyle Pitts. Defense is def- uh, decent. You spent a bunch of money last season, the fourth most in free agency on the defensive side of the ball. But I just I want to see somebody creative. I want to see like a Ben Johnson. Uh, go to Atlanta. What do you think about what they're doing right now? Yeah, I just don't know if Arthur Blank's going to go that route. I think he wants a proven winner in NFL or, you know, what if, uh, obviously Harbaugh's been able to do in college. So they've interviewed Belichick. They've interviewed Harbaugh. Wouldn't be shocked if they interview Vrabel. I think that's who they're going to bring in is one of those three guys. You know, I, I think maybe they'll give an interview to one of the defensive coordinators out there, offensive coordinators, one of those guys. But Ultimately, I just think Arthur Blank wants to change the narrative around Atlanta, and he wants to bring in somebody with a proven track record that'll get the fans excited, yeah. and just to change the stigma around like the Falcons, right? Yeah. Like we know, everybody knows, there are certain NFL teams that just have the stigma around them where you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, you're waiting for bad things to happen. And that is the Atlanta Falcons. And I think Arthur Blank wants to bring somebody in who can change that. And they have some talent on that team, as you mentioned. They got weapons on offense. They had an underrated defense this season. And I think Belichick realizes that. That's why he's taking an interview there. So uh, I do think it's going to end up being Bill. I really do. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's... I, I don't know. Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, you know, some of these guys. Bobby Slowick, yeah. I don't think they're going there. Yeah, I, I, no, I'm with you. I don't think, I think they're going to want a proven guy too. Um, I just, I keep saying I think that Washington's the best job. Like, don't get me wrong. The Chargers is a great job. Los Angeles is a great job, but you're also in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and you got to see them twice a year in the AFC West. Whereas I would rather take my chances in the NFC. Like, look at the divisional round of the playoffs. We're talking about Detroit and Tampa Bay. For a shot to go play in the NFC Championship game. We know how great San Francisco is, but Green Bay coming into the season was projected to win seven and a half games. Right. And started three and six this season. So the two jobs that I'd be most interested in, if I'm Bobby Slowick or I'm Ben Johnson especially, would be Washington because you have the second overall pick, but you also have a really bad offensive line and a terrible pass defense, and you traded away your two best pass rushers in Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So it's going to be a little bit of a project. But in Atlanta, I don't know how much of a project it's going to be. I bet them this season, what, plus 220 to make the playoffs. They did not. I bet them over seven and a half wins. We didn't get there. They finished seven and ten. They were terrible on the road. That was the issue. Two and seven on the road. They were five and three at home. They're a quarterback away. Like, it was weird this year. Not only the usage of Bijan after making him a top five pick, but the Desmond Ritter thing going into the season... With Desmond Ritter as your starting quarterback, I thought was insane. Mm-hmm. I liked the Heineke pickup as far as like a backup, but then they kept doing the shuffling chairs thing with the two of them. You know, where it's like, uh, right. we're going to go with Heineke, but then Desmond Ritter would play the following week. So they need a quarterback, whether that's Justin Fields, whether they look to move up and they could get themselves a Drake May, probably not. Michael Penix, Bo Nix. I, I don't know who that guy would be. It's probably going to have to be like a retread, like a Justin Fields. But you look at that division, man. Tampa Bay is playing for a shot at the NFC Championship game. They're 9-8 and eight this season, right? The Saints are a disaster, and it looks like they're sticking with Dennis Allen and just firing everybody else. Yeah. Do you trust them to bounce no. back? I don't. Not Derek Carr. That defense is aging. Yep. Michael Thomas probably not going to be back aging. I love Chris Olave, but, um, And then you have Carolina, 
who won two games this season. And I'm not sold on Bryce Young, even if they hire the right guy. So I would love that job in Atlanta if I'm Ben Johnson or Bobby Sloak. But you're right. They probably are going to go with, you you think it's going to be Bill? I do. I do think it's going to be Bill, which is going to take some time to like wrap your head around that. You Bill know, Bill Belichick is the coach of Atlanta. the Atlanta Falcons. It's going to be something. But I do. I I think that's that's the route you're headed. Um, you bring up a good point about the division, man. I mean, it really is. It really is right there. Because as great as this is for Tampa fans that they get to watch their team in the playoffs, they want a game. You're a game away from the NFC title game. Like at the same time, Ryan, they're probably going to run it back next year with Baker and Todd Bowles. And it's like, you're never going to win a Super Bowl with those guys, right? You're just kind of like, this is the upside. Yeah. Like get in the playoffs, win a game, maybe win two. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, Falcons are, it's it's a good job. I, I do think they go with Bill, uh, they go with Bill, maybe Vrabel potentially if Belichick doesn't get it. I would yeah. watch out for Vrabel. Looking at the offshore market right now, uh, you have and. um, Man, okay, so Bill Belichick plus 250 to become the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. You have Bill Belichick plus 450 to become the next coach of the Chargers. I think that's where Harbaugh goes. I think he goes to the Chargers. And then it's 6-1 to to the Commanders, plus 850 to the Titans, 20-1 to for Carolina, 25-1 to for the Giants, which I don't know why they would move on from Brian Dayball for uh, Bill Belichick. But that's what right. the offshore, uh, offshore market has. And then will not be a head coach for week one is plus 125 if Bill wants to take the year off. I don't think he does that. I don't either. But if he gets the job in Atlanta... All right, so the defense we expect to be a little bit better, much better probably for Atlanta. The defense yes. actually improved this season. And who's calling plays, though? Is it is it Josh McDaniels, the oh, reunion tour? Because that's what you wonder is who's calling plays for Atlanta. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, certainly he would be at the top of that list. Yeah, for Bill. I don't know what he ends up doing. Um, that, that'll be the big thing, though, is, look, Belichick's a great head coach. He's a defensive genius, one of the best we've ever seen. But I, I do think he's going to need to bring in somebody to help cater the offense a little bit, right? Because yeah. you're not going to have a Tom Brady to rely on. You're going to either have to be working with Ritter, Heineke, or like you said, maybe bring in a Cousins or a Fields or you draft a young quarterback. So you got to bring somebody in that's going to be able to help with the offense. But, I, I mean, look, with Belichick and that defense, man, they're they're going to win a lot of games. I, I would like Atlanta next year in that NFC South division for everything you oh, highlighted. Yeah. I like them pa- this year. Oh, man. With the Duke, I mean, this is a head coach. The Panthers at most next season are going to win like four or five games. The Saints are still going to have Derek Carr and Dennis Allen. No thank you. The Bucks, there's going to be some regression there. Um, so, Atlanta, for me, would be the team. I, Ryan, they almost made the playoffs with I, like Desmond Ritter starting most of the games yeah, for them. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? Especially if Harbaugh... Ends up going with Herbert to the Chargers. I mean, it makes complete sense because if you're hiring Jim Harbaugh or if you're hiring Bill Belichick, you're in win now mode. I mean, that's why, that's why I figured Vrabel to the Patriots, but it makes sense going with Mayo because now you could kind of like sell the fans and sell the organization on a rebuild. And that's what the Patriots have to do. Yes. And if you're the commanders, even though you could kind of turn this thing around quickly. Who knows? You could even turn it around this year. I mean, you're drafting a quarterback at number two, and you have to completely fix the offensive line behind a young quarterback, in front of a young quarterback, and that pass defense. So that's probably going to take some time, at least like two to three years. Titans full rebuild. Panthers going to be a rebuild. Giants aren't firing Brian Dayball. So, yeah, I guess it would be Atlanta or Los Angeles, so we're not coaching at all for Bill. So most likely Atlanta. Wow. That's going to be so weird. That will be crazy. I mean, seeing Bill anywhere was always going to be weird, but Atlanta, and then it's not going to be too weird that, that, it's not going to be weird to see Harbaugh with with Justin Herbert. That makes complete sense. Yeah. 
keeps the blue. Yeah, yeah. Any shock that Mike Tomlin tells the uh, Steelers he'll be back in 2024? I thought we all saw that coming, obviously. Yeah, no shock that he's back. Maybe a little bit of a shock that it was like that quick. I thought maybe he'd take like the week to think about it or something like that, but maybe just wanted to reassure everybody that he'll be good. I mean, look, the Steelers aren't going to do any better than Mike Tomlin, so they got to be thrilled that he's coming back. Another team, though, they better figure out the offense. We talked about that yesterday. They need a guy with a clue, um, and they need a new quarterback. Yes. And see, that's the thing. In the NFL, I usually hate the retread. I wouldn't hate Justin Fields. You brought that up, but I would love Justin Fields in Atlanta with all that speed. But, I mean, with, with, the, with, with the Steelers' run game, you have Najee. Maybe you use Jalen Warren a little bit more with Justin Fields. I just I don't know about that fit, to be honest with you. And I still worry about Justin Fields' um, like winning games. Hmm. Too many turnovers in the fourth quarter of these games. Picks and, interse- uh, and, and fumbles and whatnot. So I don't know uh, if I would like that. I feel like if you're Pittsburgh and you're sitting there right now at pick 20, the goal should be move up and get one of these guys. Like, I would love Jaden Daniels. How would Steelers fans feel if you get Mitch Trubisky and then you get Justin Fields as well? It's just like the That's Bears, what I mean. Like, Bears come to Pittsburgh yeah. after their second stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the defense will be fine as long as you get T.J. Watt fully healthy back, which you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would. That's, that would be my move, though. I would look to move up and get myself a quarterback. I'd want a rookie quarterback, though, especially if you're going to get a new play caller in there. Uh, that that'd be that'd be the way that I would go rather than Justin Fields because who else is going to be out there? Uh, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. <sighs> See, Russell Wilson actually had a pretty decent season. He had a really good season. I mean, he wasn't the issue. Luke for, shaking for his the head. Broncos. He don't want any part of that. Yeah, I would want I would want Jaden. Get Mister Unlimited out of here. <laughs> I'd want yeah, I'd want Jaden Daniels. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, hour number three. You better you bet. We're going to talk some tennis with Kenny Ducey, betting analyst for the Action Network, the Game Day and Covers dot com talk a little bit about the uh, Australian Open and uh, where the value is at. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath filling in for Nick and Ken. You better, you bet. We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.